Welcome back to the Christ and All podcast. My name is Taylor Easley, and I'm new here. If we haven't had the pleasure of meeting, I am the communication director here at Colonial Heights, and I sincerely, and I mean that, love this church. <laughs> we are making a few changes to the podcast, but as always, Pastor Chad will answer your questions. So if you happen to have a question or a topic you'd like to discuss, just email those to info at colonialheights.org. Today, we will address the question, how do I do family devotions? This is a question that I hear a lot, actually, from fellow parents who have the desire to disciple their own children. Uh, So, Pastor Chad, how do parents lead out in family devotions, especially in our busy, go, go, go kind of culture? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start by saying welcome to the Christ and All podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're glad to have you. Certainly thankful for the role you play here at the church. And um, yeah, glad to have you in this role uh, even now. So thankful well, for that. Thank you. Um, on the, the question itself, family devotion, um, I, I remember as a kid uh, kind of having these ins and outs of family devotion with, with my parents, my parents wanting to be ones who invested in me and my brother and sister as um, and so then as my wife and I like started a family and we, we tried to think through, okay, what, what's this going to look like? And, um, there were, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, probably there were some different resources I was trying to pull from. And obviously I'm a pastor. And so in my head, there was this, uh, burden to like, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to like, preach another sermon, make it another like right. devotion <laughs> full thing. And uh, at one point, like I remember I had like coloring sheets and I was trying to like make another, another project. And it, it became a little overwhelming for me so quickly. In fact, that it didn't last very long. Uh, kids were preschoolers. Um, and, and I, I remember coming home one day and I had, I had a coloring sheet for one day and the, the next day I had something. And, and then the next day I was like, I, I, I'm out. Like, I don't, I'm out of the ideas. I'm not a kid's minister. I'm not. And so I felt overwhelmed, even as a pastor, just wanting to instill something into my kids. And, um, I came across a resource that was really, really helpful. Um, it was called, or it's called Family Worship, and it's by uh, Donald Whitney. Uh, he wrote a, another book on spiritual disciplines, but this one really simplified some things. It's a really short book, um, and it's not like a devotion book. It's a kind of a how-to book, uh, and he, he breaks it down um, as to read, pray, sing, and those three concepts, I felt like, okay, I can do that. Read a passage of Scripture, pray, and sing a song. Um, we, we do like singing at our house. We like, uh, you know, the, the dance parties in the, the living room and being silly with the kids and whether the song has motions or um, I, like whether we're playing a song on an instrument, guitar, piano, or whatever, or we are uh, finding something on YouTube that the kids are on our CD that we've been listening to uh, in the car, whatever those things are, that kind of the kids were, for a long time were kind of ready for the song. What what song is going to be today? Uh, and uh, that kind of kept things moving for us. The other thing that we have found uh, to be really uh, relieving is some resources of, especially at the preschool level, resources of like um, a storybook Bible kind of thing. 
where it's not necessarily um, just reading straight scripture. Uh, it, it's reading some an age appropriate Bible story, um, but that still points to Christ, and um, and so that has been really really helpful with um, with my my younger kids. Um, now, as I have like three middle schoolers, um, there's some other resources we found, but then sometimes it really just is, um, Hey, read, read a passage of scripture and Hey, what, what did y'all think about that? Uh, or this is one of my favorite passages of scripture, or in my case, sometimes later in the week, uh, I will say, Hey, here's something I'm preaching on Sunday. Um, just kind of, let me get your thoughts on that. Um, I, I have, I think about like kind of when to do this. Um, I know of families that do it in the morning at the breakfast table, and I can promise you that is not what's happening at my house in the morning. <laughs> it would not go well at mine. Either. Right, that does not not what's going to happen. Uh, everybody's kind of getting ready. Um, there's breakfast happening. There is sports center for my boys, which kind of uh, keeps them going. Um, there is not sports center for my girls. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's like there's too many moving parts. It feels like that would not uh, be conducive. Uh, for a while, it was kind of thinking through, okay, it's bedtime. But then it was like, okay, I got, I have 14, 211s and uh, a six. And so we're, bedtimes aren't the same time. So for us, uh, a lot of it, it's over. Oh, we're already at the dinner table. Not necessarily all every night, but, um, it is generally at the dinner table. I'm also usually the first one to finish eating the food. Um, and so then kind of as they're wrapping up um, to, again, read a passage of scripture or ask a kind of a probing question, um, as, as the middle schoolers are now more a part of it, um, as, as my kids are getting older, I feel like that's part of I end up asking more probing questions than I, I did before. Um Another thing that seemed to really help kickstart some stuff for us was seasonal um, elements. So an Advent book, uh, 25 days of um, every day pausing, thinking about Christmas, doing a little something. Um, so I, I, I've certainly seen some of those. I've seen um, books around uh, kind of the Lent period of time. Um, I've seen some stuff that's even just the, uh, what we would call Holy Week, kind of the week leading up to Easter. So it's something every day. And those seem to be really good shot in the arm, kind of spark. And, oh, like, we can do this. We can have regular yeah, conversations. Yeah, kind of freshens it up a little yep, bit. Yep. Yeah, from um, routine. Yep. So that has helped a lot using the seasons um, kind of as our own like help <laughs> right, um, right. kind of keeps our kids again of all ages engaged in that way. So those are some things to me that uh, again, I was just greatly encouraged. I had some older parents, like parents that were a few steps ahead of me uh, just remind me. And, and I was so encouraged, like simplify. We're, we're not trying to uh, write another Sunday school lesson. This isn't life group. This isn't, uh, this is just, ongoing, like invest in your kid and let them know that you're investing in them, pray over them and those sort of things. So that's really what, what I've taken a lot of, um, I guess, solace in. And, and then my wife said this to me 
uh, years ago, actually talking about her and I, our own prayer time and that kind of stuff. And I've put this, applied this to my family devotion, but she has said, I would rather us be uh, consistently inconsistent <laughs> than consistently non-existent. Like, Good word. it's okay if we miss some family devotions or if we miss some of our couple prayer time. It's not okay if we never have it. And, or that's not what we want, right? right. And so, because you can get defeated if on day three you skip it or you forget it or there was a basketball practice and piano recital and you couldn't get to it and you feel like a failure. So you don't come back on the fourth day or the fifth day. But it's like, no, no, like just go again the next day. It's right. okay. So I, my wife gave me a great release in consistently inconsistent is better than non-existent. Right. So. Well, what would you say to parents who are maybe new believers mm-hmm. and who are trying to share their excitement about yeah. their new faith and um, and they feel like they don't have just a ton of knowledge yet uh, when it comes to like, you know, maybe they weren't raised in the church like you and I were. They don't know all the books sure. of the Bible or the order they're in. And how would you encourage them to you know, share their faith with their kids. Two things to that. One is it's okay to be learning with your kid. Um, uh, like It's okay to be half a step ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's also okay if they, um, yeah, like you, if you don't know all the books of the Bible, learn the books of the Bible with your kid. Mm-hmm. Like learn the same song that learn they the learn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that they're learning. Learn. You don't know all the passages of Scripture? Learn Scripture songs. Memorize Scripture as a family. Um, look for those things. It doesn't. You don't have to put all of that on them and then act like you already, like wait till you've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the second thing I would say is it is totally okay to the answer to their challenging question be, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't even know where to find that. Let's let's look in the concordance. Like, let's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let's uh, Google that right. uh, and see what scripture it sends us to, not just like what random author. But right. <laughs> um, yeah, like looking for when, when they ask those tough questions, um, it's okay to say, I don't know. And in fact, I would argue that it can really help a child. So even if you do know the answer, it can help a kid, child, um, when you say, let's figure that out together. Mm-hmm. Even if you know the answer, uh, you're you're a seasoned believer. You've been a believer for 40 years, and your child asks you a question. And instead of just spouting the answer, what if you help them find it? What right. if you go to the Bible with them? Um, so I would say that either way. Um, yeah, so it's okay to say, I don't know, um, but let's let's look together. Yeah, that's good. Um, do you, so you've already kind of talked about how you had different resources mm-hmm. that you like to use. Um, do you feel like a resource is necessary or do you feel like you can just open the Bible and, and just go? Yeah, I think necessary is probably the wrong word. Like, uh, there were thousands of years probably where people only had the Bible. There weren't right. curriculums out there and people writing, you know, children's storybook Bibles probably mm-hmm. weren't quite there where we are now. So I wouldn't want to use the word necessary. What I would say is that um, if you're going to just open the Bible, which is, again, the word has the power, so totally All fine. Sufficient. Yes, that's <laughs> perfectly appropriate. I would say where you're probably wanting to lean is in uh, simplicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not trying to cover vast amounts of the book of 
Romans, uh, trying to dissect that text or uh, all there is in Leviticus with your four-year-old, right? That's probably not going to be where they're at. You might have that four-year-old, right? But not at my house. So so that's probably not where I'm going to go. I'm probably going to use a resource, again, because I think it can um, shed light to that. And uh, those resources are typically narrative, uh, their story. So if you're going to read a story to your kid at night before bed, why not it, let it be a Bible story? Right. Um, and so that's where I lean. There are... Do you have a favorite? Yes. Um, my, ooh, my favorite still, I think, is the Jesus Storybook Bible, which is um, by uh, Sally. Sally Lloyd-Jones. Yeah. Um, and she... The, the subtitle is Every Story Whispers His Name. And, or Westbrook's Jesus name. And so just an excellent job of I like reading an Old Testament story and then hearing how this points us to Christ. Beautiful job. The, the illustrations are fun. And um, there's a, a new resource um, that's kind of, I would say this, this is like older preschool probably uh, that, that the Jesus Storybook Bible is probably best for. There's a new one um, that, we actually, I just read at the church uh, yesterday, it's uh, called The Biggest Story, Storybook Bible. Yes. Um, it's by Kevin DeYoung. It is certainly a much bigger uh, book. And it's also beautiful, oh, might I say. Beautiful, <laughs> like the art in it is really pretty. It's engaging to kids. Yes. Um, I would say that one's probably one step older uh, for young elementary. It's probably going to be where that one lands. There's there's another one um, that I've used, uh, and, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. it it's another. It's even younger preschool probably, um, and it it goes along with the Bible Story app. Uh, so there's actually an app that goes with it, um, and I think it is just the Bible Story Bible. Um, but it was a again the the pictures are very. Uh, if this makes sense, it's like very cartoony. Um, and, but I felt like it was accurate. Like again, telling of the story, uh, words on the page are a lot fewer, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. We adopted a, a little boy, as you know, um, Zeke from India, um, back last April. And so that was actually the one we started with because it was, as he's learning English, it, right. it was that simple for him. So that was helpful. And then we kind of have moved on. Uh, so we're on our third Bible now, uh, <laughs> third storybook Bible to Graduated read through. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's going, all of those, those are our opportunities there. Um, I would also say that uh, when it comes to songs, if you're looking at that, um, uh, there's uh, one group called Slugs and Bugs. Um, they've got some good stuff out there. They are good. Um, just kind of fun songs. Um, but there's also one of my favorites is Seeds Family Worship. It's not like the Seeds family, like they are a family of seeds. It's like um, <laughs> it is, it's like the seed, the root, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. Seeds Family Worship. And they take uh, scripture and put it to music. And so it is a great way to uh, kind of play that in the in the car and get your kids learning scripture. So we used that one a lot. Now we're more inclined again, cause I got middle schoolers. What was your favorite song at youth group last week? Let's play that. Right. Or, you know, um, cause they have opinions now. Yep. Well, they've had, <laughs> mine have had them long before middle school. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, no, that's exactly right. So that hopefully those will be some resources that that help. Yeah, yeah, I think that was that was excellent. You named a lot of the ones that we have used as a family yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, I would I would just want to echo what you said about con- consistently and mm. consistent because uh, if you were raised in the church, you can especially. Uh, as a Southern Baptist child that mm-hmm. I am, uh, that Bible study as a family is the utmost important, mm-hmm. which I would agree with. Um, however, our culture really is, we are busy people. Yeah. And to give yourself grace when it comes to sure. that um, and show your kids that that you live life and you weave the Bible and scripture yeah. and the faith through your entire life, whether you are running errands or going to baseball sure. games or going to piano recitals. So um, I just want to encourage yeah. parents of multiple kids, That's right. <laughs> that That's you, right. moms that are running the road, you know, just turn on the music and, yep. and let it be around you. Um, so anyway, do you have yeah. anything else to add? No, I think that's it. It's great. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for listening today, guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can like, subscribe, and share this on your social media, which helps spread the word about this podcast. I hope you have a great day.